All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Unprepared. Today is a monumental moment. We're going to have three guests and see how terribly we screw this up. So Monumental, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show, AJ and Spencer. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. Thanks for having us. I'm AJ. Absolutely. That is AJ. Spencer. <laughs> yeah, so this is really hard to do with Zoom, and we're going to wonder how the power of post-production will fix this. Uh, so I'm, re- I'm really excited for it. But obviously, we like to keep these short and sweet. So uh, let everyone know uh, what uh, you know what Praxis is all about and what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Well, Praxis Metrics is a data company, but we are specializing with e-commerce companies. We help companies grow and scale their business faster by using data, tracking, analytics the right way um, and focusing on the the needle moving metrics that really, really matter. Um, That has to do with data collection, uh, reporting, building dashboards, and then ultimately data consulting, like helping people take action from that data. Uh, So that's what we do. And then, Semester, we want to talk about what we're doing today? Yeah, today, as far as I know, and you can correct me, AJ, uh, we're talking about UTMs, specifically how to get your tracking aligned, make sure you're getting the cleanest data possible so that when you do move on to the reporting side of things, you're actually reporting accurate data and getting the insights you need and to, in order to scale. Yeah, this is a big topic, right, Chase? Like a lot of people don't get it because like I think they glaze over. They think, oh yeah, we'll track it or figure this stuff out later. But I, it's actually like the foundation of everything that you need to do for e-commerce, for marketing and tracking the results for later, later success. So... We're excited to jump in. Absolutely. And starting the crash course of UTMs for e-commerce right now. So UTMs at a base level, it's a urchin tracking mechanism. So 15 years ago, um, 15, 20 years ago now, Google bought a company called Urchin. um, And that's only why it's called UTMs now. So uh, it's just a tracking. It's a free tracking link. There's nothing you have to pay for here. It's like kind of built in, but it takes a discipline and and a strategy to how do you use it. And basically any of your marketing, all of your marketing things. So whether it's a social post, whether it's a, um, an ad, you know, you're paying for ads online, whether it's a, a, a blog, anything you're doing online needs to be tracked specifically. It's all about specifics so that you can ultimately answer the question, where did my customer come from? What channel did they come from? And then from there, we can pull out LTV, extract, uh, extract LTV. We can pull in lots of other uh, answer lots of business questions from this element. So Spencer, I'll let you jump in and see if I miss anything. No, yeah. So I think the beauty of UTMs is you can track what previously I would say was untrackable. So things like appearing on podcasts like this, we would never know how many people came to our website from this podcast without UTMs. But what we can do is we can attach these UTM parameters to the ends of our URLs, kind of like what I'm showing on the screen here, that will tell us, oh, they came from this podcast appearance, you know, this call to action that we tested out on this one. And it's really impressive because you can get very granular with your data in a way that you never could before. So if you're split testing ads, split testing, you know, different copy, different images, you can kind of write all of that into your UTM parameters and pass that data through to Google Analytics. And then from Google Analytics, we can extract it out into whatever platforms you're using for reporting. So it's amazing because you can get extremely granular data that normally you can't get. It's nice for ads and stuff like that, but a lot of that is tracked natively within your ad platforms because they know the value of data. But with harder to track things like AJ talked about, you know, podcasts, blog posts, social posting, that's just organic social posting. It's really hard to figure out what is actually working and what isn't, but UTMs give you real good clarity on exactly what's working and what's not. Totally. And a a really big one is also like customers will come in from, let's say, cold media or advertising, but then they become a, a, they get on your emailing list 
then people will say, well, I'm sending them offers from here and they're going to be, you know, buying from there. So they originally came in in one place, but then they're going to buy from the email list. Well, these UTMs also work in your emails. So specifically, like when you have a, let's just use a Valentine's Day example, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to send out an email for Valentine's Day. And that's going to be a special 20% discount, whatever. Well, that specific email, even the specific like buy buttons or the, you know, the calls to action can have a, each have a different UTM. Let's say you have three buy buttons in there. You've got a long email that's talking about a story of your, your romance or whatever, and you're trying to tie in your product to it. Well, you can see, hey, did they click the first button, the second button, or the third button by using a different UTM code for one email? That way you get really granular and specific. Now, not everybody needs to do that, but some want to know specifically if that's, if that's uh, uh, where, where, how far people are scrolling and where they're clicking, um, right? So each one of those buttons will then be able to tell you, and, we'll, and Spencer, we can bring up maybe that next slide that shows the breakdown of the parameters. Yeah, so this is it. Like this, this whole long kind of ugly thing is a UTM link. And so it's one made up of the UTM, so the UTM source, the, uh, sorry, the, the, the actual URL is the, the praxismetrics.com. That's our website. It's just an example. The, the, UR, uh, the UTM source is the next one in blue. The medium, the campaign, the content, and then the term. These are all these little parameters where you can put information in that would, um, that would give you more information on that email. So for example, that email uh, would have Valentine's Day as maybe the... Um, uh, see, we would put that one in the campaign name and then button number one, two, or three, you'd have three different UTMs and you could put it under term or even content and say CTA button one, CTA button two, CTA button three. Is that making sense, Chase? Oh, it makes sense to me. I guess um, if I was going to start this within my e-commerce business, you know, this seems really granular. Obviously, that is useful when you kind of need to get there. But I guess where would you suggest people start? What's like a, a basic strategy just to... Because I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that if they're not doing this, they have no idea how to start. Great question. Smith, you want to kick it off and I'll jump in? For sure. So we actually built a free website called trackfunnels.com, which will allow you to build UTM parameters for yourself. Because the main thing with UTMs is you need to be consistent in how you use them because otherwise your data is going to get really bungled and really messed up. So trackfunnels is a free tool that we built out in order to help people build their UTMs and build them consistently. So basically you can select the channel that you want. So let's say like AJ's example, email, they're going to my website, practicesmetrics.com. The source is going to be email, the medium, of course, email, campaign name, let's say Valentine's. And so this is where it's important is like the campaign names, you all need to make sure you're using the same thing. So I'm saying Valentine's, other people might say V-Day, some people might do capital V-Valentine's. So our basic rule of thumb is keep everything lowercase and then just agree beforehand on what you're going to name things in order to keep everything cool. Yeah. And before, before you finish that one, I wanted to add to, to, to kind of help answer that question as well, Chase, is sit down with your team, right? Anybody who's on the marketing team, sit down and, and uh, Spencer, go ahead and click on channel and identify, okay, what are the channels? Are we spending money on advertising? What are we doing on social? Like, what are all the different channels so that we can look at the big perspective? And you've got to go on a whiteboard and draw them all up and write them all down. Like, what, which ones are we focused on? If it's just one, great, start there. Um, you don't even have to do all of them at once, but like at least kind of get a mastermind or whiteboarding session and identify what you're focusing on. Then from there, say, okay, 
so on an annual basis, what kind of campaigns or sales are we going to do that are in our marketing plan? And then write those down and kind of connect them with which channel those are going to be. And if it's all of them all across the board, great. But it's it's really taking the time to be very specific and conscious about what are we trying to accomplish? What channels are we going to use to drive that re- that that uh, um, the traffic? And then from there, get very specific about, hey, we're going to create a data dictionary here. Anytime we do Valentine's, it's going to be like this. When we do the Christmas or the Black Friday stuff, it's not capital B and lowercase f. It's, it's B, F, something. Like we have to get very, very clear and you write it down in a spreadsheet or in a just a document so that everybody knows <clears throat> we're going to do the exact same thing every single time. The only things that might change are like the content and the term a little bit to just be more specific on on email uh, or channel will obviously change too. But like, you know, if you have multiple Valentine's, uh, Valentine's Day campaigns, you're going to need to put a little different information in there to, to, uh, to clarify it. But then you have like a, a process, an SOP to follow when, when whoever's doing this is going to do it consistently. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, it makes sense to me. And we'll make sure to, to link to trackfunnels.com in the, the show notes. Uh, hopefully by the time this one's up, I will actually have this added into the Honesty Commerce blog. We got to build out a whole new blog for this video series that happened, but we got about 20 seconds left. If I want to learn more about Praxis or about UTMs, how do I get a hold of you? Awesome. Praxismetrics.com uh, slash 10x is like a really great you know lead magnet we've got. It's a, a lot of information on what we just covered here, but also just how to 10x your business online as an e-commerce company. It's a great PDF, a great ebook that dives into like the most important metrics to be following. And then from there, we can always have a call and, and help help you out. We've got courses, we've got tracking team members like Spencer who can help out. And uh, yeah, we're, we love this stuff. So Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Chase. Unprepared is not scripted or edited. When I screw up, it's going live. That might work for this show, but that is no way to run a business. Our partner and sponsor, Rewind, can protect your Shopify store with automated backups and quick and easy recovery. Rewind should be the first app you install on your project to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your own magic undo button. Trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Reebok, Gatorade, or Movement Watches. Best of all, you can respond to any of their welcome emails and just mention unprepared this show and get your first month absolutely free.